And welcome to the Degenerate Sports Podcast. I am Mark. I am your host. Sitting to my left, I got Scott, Nick across the table, Murph to the right. Boys, how was the week? Solid week, I guess, man. Great sports to watch. Still alive. Lots of working. Probably worked more this week than I have in the last six months. (laughs) Not too happy. Well, let's get right into this Chiefs and Bengals recap. 24-27 Bengals win. Man, another overtime game. You know, Patrick Mahomes didn't have the magic this time. Third play of the overtime. Ends up throwing an interception to Vaughn Bell. And after that, I mean, the Bengals just could not be stopped getting into field goal range. Bengals move on to the Super Bowl. Scott. How was this game for you, man? How much did you win? Well, this was not the game to win a lot of money on. I took the over. That certainly didn't cash. The only thing I actually think I did win was the first quarter overs. The Bengals easily cashed that, and so did the uh, so did Kansas City. I mean, looking at the, the, the stats for this game, it doesn't look like anybody really had an outrageously good game. Joe Burrow was just mediocre by the from what I see and from what I watched, T. Higgins had a, had a good game. He had six receptions for 103 yards. Jamar Chase didn't have a great night, but he did have a TD. And uh, Mahomes, I mean, he had 275 passing yards, three touchdowns, a couple of costly interceptions. And uh, Kelsey with 10 receptions, 95 yards. Tyree Kill, 78 yards, touchdown. But the, the biggest thing for me is last week I predicted this game was going to be a shootout. I thought that the Bengals would be down early, probably a score or two at half. I mean, rewind the last podcast and you'll see exactly. And this is exactly what happened. But what I didn't predict was that the Bengals were going to come back and actually win this game. I'm shocked. I'm happy. I'm glad to see the Bengals in uh, the Super Bowl and I can't fucking wait to watch it. But the biggest thing for me is Jamar Chase. He broke Torrey Holt's record for the most receiving yards by a rookie in the playoffs. Torrey Holt's record was 225 yards, and Chase now sits at 279 and still has a game to go. How far can he go? I mean, uh, one of the big stories has to be the fact that Burrow was sacked one time. One time this entire game. Mahomes, four sacked. He was sacked four fucking times. Like, is this the key to victory for the, for the Bengals going into the Super Bowl? That, that O-line's got to hold up, and it did a great job of it. And Mahomes' four sacks are probably a little misleading. He just seemed to not want to get rid of the ball. Just try, I don't know, try to do a Dunham McNabb every time he had the ball, going side to side on the field, thinking he could make everybody miss. And it works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it, it wasn't working enough for him the other night. I mean, not the game you're expecting of a guy that you're paying $503 million for Paying that kind of money, you're expecting uh, results and two picks, both costly. It just He didn't play a great game, and if that team's going to win, they need him to play the great game. Kelsey did his part. I mean, 10 receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. That's all you can really ask out of him. I mean, the run game was good. Maybe, again, they should have fed the ball to him a little bit more. Great averages, almost six yards for both of them. Just only ran 18 times. So... CH and McKinnon need to get the ball a little bit more for them to win that game, I think. But uh, I'm happy to see the Bengals go on. Joe Burrow seems to have the stuff right now. And, I mean, I don't know if he can pull it off against the Rams, but we'll see, I guess. 
Yeah, I think the game was a like a, a tale of two halves. Chiefs seemed to have it in hand there for the, the first half. They were basically doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, but they went in at halftime. The Bengals made some adjustments, and Andy Reid kind of went back to the Eagles' days and uh, didn't make the adjustments that were necessary. And I, I think that cost them there. Uh, Patty Mahomes, like you say, scrambling there on that last drive. When they ended up hitting the, the time field goal, the two sacks that he took, I, I don't know what he was doing. you you got to throw that ball. He, he, I mean, throw it away. I mean, he had to lose 25 yards on, like, on those two alone, and they were in the red zone. And it wasn't a gimme field goal anymore. No. Like, no. He, got, he lost so much yardage that it was not an easy field goal to make. Thankfully, Butker hit it. And Just trying to do too much, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I think another thing that really hurt them, too, was I, I was really confused by this, but right before halftime, like, they they didn't take the field goal. Okay, I can understand that. But on that third down play, if the play isn't there, you got to throw the ball away so you can hit the field goal. Don't throw it anywhere but the end zone. And he threw it to Tyreek Hill, and Eli Apple happened to make a, a decent play, one of the very few that he made in this game, and... Uh, he kept hello to the end zone, but so the Bengals have raced an 18-point deficit, tying an AFC record, <clears throat> heading to their first Super Bowl since 1989, and their fir- they they actually won their first ever OT postseason game. Wow! So, I mean, Mahomes, you know, you and your brother go home. I mean, you're done. You're done for the year. That is one. Bye, bye, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. God damn! I don't think I've ever met or not met. Sorry, but. Uh, Seen a person so annoying. And it's a good thing that uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife popped the Shane on the divisional round game because they didn't get to do it on the conference game. So good on her. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't she, waste all that Prosecco. She knew. She knew. There is some positive for Mahomes. He joins Brady, Flacco, and Rogers, the only QBs with three or more TD passes in three straight games in the postseason. Uh, yeah, I mean, the he'll Chiefs, be back. What? He'll be back. <laughs> Oh, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're no. going to be there every year from here on out until and, Mahomes leaves. And, and that's the thing. They may have committed a lot of money to the man, but he is going to be there for a while. Oh, I want to give a quick shout-out, too, to Evan McPherson. Hit another field goal, a couple field goals in that game. And guys, a stud. I think they found a good gem in the fifth round there for a kicker. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get phased by anything. It doesn't seem like. I mean, he just goes out there and does his job and fucking just nails field goals. I mean, there was six minutes left in this game, and he nails a 52-yarder to tie or to take the lead. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. It's a for big a pressure kicker. moment. Big pressure moment oh, there to be hammering yeah. that. Not a short field goal either. And the Bengals are going to move on to play the winner of this game, Rams and 49ers. 2017, the Rams pull out the win, a yet another close one for these NFL playoffs. You know, Matt Stafford, 337 yards, two TDs. <clears throat> Cooper Cup, another massive game. 11 for 142 and two touchdowns, targeted 14 times. Rams have now won their second conference title in the past four years under Sean McVay. Yeah, the guy can't be stopped. Cooper Cup just keeps doing his thing, man. Just He's kind of proven why maybe Scott was right that he... Should be the MVP, possibly. I mean, he just doesn't seem to stop. Nobody can cover him. You know he's that. You know that's where they're going. And he still just always gets the catch. But, I mean, Matt Stafford, yeah, he had a great game. Jimmy G out there showing how mediocre he is at best. 
Uh, my X Factor, Debo, I mean, he had a pretty good game. I mean, he's the only 49er that really came to play, it seems like. Seven rushes, 26 yards, four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. He came to play. Cooper Cup was my X Factor for the Rams. Obviously, he definitely came to play. Yeah, this game was uh, kind of a snooze fest, honestly. I mean, I expected to be pretty high scoring. I thought the Rams, I thought that they were going to start off slow. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast, which they did. So the 49ers, they were ahead going into half, and I expected them to put up a little bit more of a fight in the second half. I thought that they would uh, maybe have a chance to win the game, but no, the Rams turned it on there in the fourth quarter, and Kept it close, but yeah, Cooper Cup, I mean, he's got to be, I mean, I think he's the MVP. I think he should win it. I mean, look at the fucking guy. He's a stud. Odell Beckham finally coming out of the woodwork. Nine receptions, 113 yards. You know. He's had a, he's had a solid postseason, honestly. Like, that was his first big game, but yeah, it's been pretty solid. So there's some pretty big news. Kyle Shanahan is now the uh, the the plug of the century, by the sounds of it. Yep. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, now responsible, or well, it falls on him for the largest comeback in Super Bowl history when uh, he was the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Ready to go Falcons. <laughs> he uh, also had that collapse versus the Chiefs in the 2020 Super Bowl when he was. Uh, Coaching with the 49ers. And, uh, yeah, this one here, the largest fourth quarter comeback in NFC championship game history. Um, you know what, though? You still got to be good to get there, to get to that point, to choke in those big moments. But, like, I mean, I, I thought they did pretty good this game. Um, he, the, the score wasn't really, it, it, it was kind of, the game wasn't as close as what the score suggests, in my opinion. I mean, Stafford was moving the ball at will in the first half. He threw an interception in the uh, end zone from the goal line. Uh, followed that up with a 97-year TD drive. Then they missed a field goal on the next drive. Like, And he also had a beautiful throw down the field to uh, Ben Skwarnik, I think, is, I, think <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. He's a Possibly. rookie round seven pick, uh, number 249. The only target he's had this season, if I'm not mistaken. Went right through the fingers. That was <laughs> such a fucking throw, too. And, I mean, if, if he makes that catch and Stafford doesn't throw that interception. They don't miss that field goal. They don't miss that field goal. Yeah. This game is not even remotely close. So, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not hating on the 49ers defense because they played a pretty strong game. If it wouldn't have been for them coming through in the clutch and coming up big, then... It would have been a blowout. They did all they could do, man. It, it comes down to Jimmy G. The guy went like 16 for 30, 232 yards, two touchdowns, and one INT. But those stats are kind of like, they're not hollow, I guess. But when he got late in the fourth quarter and they needed him to make a play, the Rams defense stepped up and he just, he looked like he was absolutely just shaking he looked in his lost. boots. He looked his like a rookie. Knee, his knees were knocking. Like he was scared. Yeah, he looked like a rookie. <laughs> so, so it's definitely Trey Lance time. Like starting next season. I, would, so I, say, be, I, I, mean, I think so. The funny thing is after the game, OBJ went over to Debo Samuel <laughs> to give him a hug and say, oh yeah, I know what it's like playing with a shit quarterback, but OBJ should have went up to friggin' Garoppolo and gave him a hug because, I mean, his career's over. <laughs> he's fucking shit. Yeah, who, who's, pick, who's picking him up? I mean, especially with the price tag he's going to want. 
Who's better, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill? I would say Tannehill. I take I take Tannehill. He's not going to throw a whole lot, but he's a, I feel like he's a better manager of the game than what Jimmy G is. You see, he crumbles under pressure. The moment that they start gripping down on him and start bringing the pressure, he just he's got nothing. Tannehill does have a lot of experience with shitty teams. Yep, he does. He does. He does. Played in Miami for a couple of years. I mean. I they are the epitome of shit. I couldn't even name half that you played play with probably in those years. So off this 49ers Rams team, are there uh, any money makers around the table here? Like did that, did anybody make some coin? No, the Ram, uh, the Rams killed me. I thought they were going to easily cover three and a half. Did not. That hurt because all my bets pretty much rotated around covering three and a half. So I thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, this one, this one was kind of. It made up for the last the last game. The first quarter uh, scores, I mean, I got one of them, I believe. I think I took Matt Stafford over 294 yards, so that cashed. And Cooper Cup, obviously. OBJ, both of them got me some got me some cash. But uh, the one that hurt the most was Tyler Higby. Might have put two units on this game, on, on this bet. And he had two nice passes for 18 yards in like four and a half minutes. And then ACL injury. Yeah. So, uh, doesn't look good. No. Didn't look good for him. No. That made for an angry <clears throat> first quarter. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a little bit of money on the Cooper Cup anytime score. Like three, four bucks? <laughs> a little bit more than that, but it, that, I, I felt not, pretty not confident two, about that not, one. Not two units. No, definitely not two units. Scott, not for two. all the listeners, what are you what do you classify as two units? Like, what is a unit? Well, for me, I mean, a unit could be anything for any different gambler, but for me, I try to make $100 for every bet I make. So, for example, the Tyler Higby um, odds was, I believe, minus 115. So in order to make $100 on that bet, you'd have to bet $115. So in order to make 200 you had to bet 230 So. There was a little bit of making up to do once that one lost. <laughs> yeah, but that one, yeah, that one, that one hurts. That yeah, one hurts. I mean, we were positive on that game, so it all ended well. That's the main thing. Any closing thoughts on this Rams 49ers game? Yeah, I mean, Sean McVay, I know he's had some issues with play calling in the past. I think they tried getting around him doing the play calling, but somehow it seems to keep falling back on him. Uh, this game, it seemed like it, it was mind-boggling. Seeing the plays that were being called and their, their run plays, oh my god! Yeah, they just kept running the ball and they just kept getting eaten up, and then they'd pass short to um, running backs and they would just get stuffed five or six yards short. I mean, it was just ugly. And he also challenged two calls in the second half, failing to overturn both of them. I mean, two timeouts. Yeah, hurts. these calls ultimately led to the Rams having no timeouts with over ten minutes left in the game. I mean, he's going to have to be a hell of a lot fucking better in the Super Bowl if he wants he, to win. He's definitely going to be sharper than that when it comes to oh, yeah. the Super Bowl. They, so, they got to mix their play calling up, man. You can't run every first down. It's just not going to work. Like, yeah. you got to mix it up. They're like, don't be afraid to run on third down. Just stop running the ball first down because Cam Akers was literally getting stuffed behind the line like every time. You're not going to succeed that way. So they have one assistant coach that makes sure Sean McVay doesn't go onto the field. <laughs> He's been doing a good job. Hauls him back by the belt every time. Now, do they need another one to decide, you know, Sean, sorry, man, you're not making this fucking call. Let Sean give him two plays, and then Buddy will pick the one that he thinks is the better one for him? Yeah, yeah, 50-50 <laughs> shot. You know, maybe it makes Super Bowl exciting. 
Yeah, he maybe let Matt Stafford have a little bit of the reins. That, that's what I was going to say. I was just about to say the exact same thing. You're not dealing with Jared Goff here. You don't need to sugarcoat things. You don't need to baby him and tell him every single little thing. I'm talking about a 13-year veteran here, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's capable. He knows the playbook. He knows what he's doing. Let him call some plays. Let him go into a hurry-up. Go into a hurry-up offense. He's not Tom Brady or Drew Brees or anything like that, but the guy can definitely call his own game. I mean, look at the stats he's put up offensively over the years. Like, yeah. I'm sure the coordinator in Detroit wasn't exactly doing him any favors most of the time. I'm sure it was Stafford pulling most of it off by himself. So let the guy go with it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's. I mean, he probably likes Stafford a lot more. I mean, Stafford's got an attractive wife, so you know Stafford's not in the team chat talking about you know how hot Sean McVay's <laughs> wife is and what he do to her. Yeah, Kelly ain't too bad looking. No. <laughs> they actually dropped $200,000 on tickets. Yeah. I seen that today. She two, was disgusted by the prices. Yeah, 200 k to make sure there was Rams fans in the stands because I guess the uh, the 49ers fans went crazy. It was still pretty loud in there when the 49ers had the when the when did you see that game? It was just all red jerseys. That's, I all, know. that's all the stadium was. There was like a couple of blue ones scattered through, but it was like all red. It's kind of sad, it's, really. It's gross. I'd be pretty defeated as like a member of the Rams. We like out there and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I got no support. Good. Another away game. <laughs> Good. Another away game. <laughs> but the tickets of the Super Bowl are outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. Like you can't get one for like under five grand. Like that'd be like you're setting nosebleeds hanging off the pole in the fucking outside of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what you're getting for five grand. I think we all sell our trucks. We might be able to afford to go. We can't drink, but we all <laughs> see it. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Maybe we can get some beer company to sponsor us. And yeah. Maybe they'll send us down there and we can, we can live pod from down there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, everybody sweet. support that. I wouldn't support be opposed against that. I'll take lots of pictures, I promise. We might have to open a microbrewery to get that sponsorship, but hey, <laughs> we'll get there. Alrighty. Rams moving on, and so are we. This week, Tom Brady actually retired this time. <clears throat> you know, the man, the myth, the legend, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time or greatest NFL player of all time. Uh, yeah, he's he's finally moving on. Him and his seven, uh, seven Super Bowl champion rings are going to be hanging out in Florida for a while. What a huge mess this was. Oh, my God. Adam Schefter reporting early that he's retired. The GM still hasn't heard from him yet to know he's retired. Clearly, there was him. Clearly, he was talking about it and just didn't actually want to come out with it, yes. But either way, he's retiring. I mean, yeah, I think he has to be the greatest of all time. Try to take it from him. I am not a big fan of the man. 28 to 3 is enough said for that. Why well, I don't really like him too much. But you can't deny his greatness. My biggest question is now, what are the pucks going to do? Because I'm thinking, you're fucked. <laughs> There's not too much you can do right now. They just took a massive dead cap hit because of Brady retiring. They have tons of impending free agents that they have to sign. Like, not just small guys. We got Godwin, Pierre Paul, Fournette, Sue, Gronk, you know. Like, nobody important on the team or anything like that. Yeah, so this... Adam Shepard definitely screwed up this, uh, this announcement, and... He's, to be fair to Schefter, Ian Rappaport reported the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, they're both dummies. I mean, those are the yeah. two biggest reporters in the NFL, so it's unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Tom Brady was like, oh, I might play another season, I mean, are their careers over? So, I mean, kind of amateur, but at the end of the day, they still got the story out first, I guess. So, <laughs> good on them. 
But yeah, Tom Brady retiring, I mean, this is it's the end of an era. He's definitely the GOAT. I don't think you can argue argue that one. The man played 21 seasons, 318 games, 72 over 7,200 completions with a 64.2 uh, pass completion percentage, over 85,000 pass yards, 624 TDs, QB rating of 97.6. Now, when I looked up who would be the closest to beating his records in those categories, those stats, the only guy I could really see was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning played, I think, 80 to 100 games less than him, but I did the numbers up for if he played the same amount of games, 318, Peyton Manning actually would have had the lead in most of those categories. But, of course, Peyton Manning didn't have the seven fucking Super Bowls the seven or the five Super Bowl MVPs, the three NFL MVPs. I mean, it's just it's crazy. And looking at his Wikipedia page, there's so much shit there. Like it's it's unbelievable how long the list of the accomplishments are. But yeah, I'm gonna give you a, them all. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a couple of ones that I find super intriguing. He's thrown a touchdown to ninety two different players. He has the most consecutive eleven win seasons by a quarterback. At 12, 12, 11 win seasons in a row. That's pretty crazy. He's got the most consecutive seasons in the playoff at uh, 13, and the most division titles by a single QB at 18. Yeah, those, are some, <laughs> those are some insane stats for that sure. That is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like the last 20 plus years, it's uh, there's been a shadow cast over the NFL, and it's Tom Brady. I mean, it was Tom Brady's world, and we were all just living in it. Watching it, I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan, not a Bucks fan, but got to tip your hat to the guy. Like you say, he's he's got an astronomical amount of awards, an astronomical amount of stats. I mean, they they all speak for themselves. He's arguably the best, if not the best. Nice in, drafting Patriots. Good yeah, job. He was uh, yeah round six pick one ninety nine in yeah, two thousand. Find those gems. He's got five. Did you say he had five MV, Super Bowl MVPs? Yeah, yeah. He's got seven Super Bowls. He's been to ten Super Bowls. Yeah. Which Cl- is- clearly, I think all three of them came against the <laughs> NFC East yeah. that he's lost. So, I don't know. It would have been, I would have been curious to see if he would have came back for one more year if the Bucks would have been able to get back there again. They definitely probably would have been one of the teams in the running. I mean, you look at the Bengals, like, there's, there's, there's nobody out there telling me that they had the Bengals from the beginning of the year. Like, there's no way. No. Um, Quarterback makes the team, so Tom Brady could still make pretty much any team work if he stayed around. But as much as I don't like the guy, I want to congratulate him on a great career. I mean, it's that that, that type of talent is it doesn't come around every day. Yeah, and I mean the best part. I mean now he gets to laze around in retirement with Giselle. Yeah, <laughs> I got a th- I got a feeling there's a few people that are pretty envious of that. <laughs> yeah. The only knock is I think he walked away because of knowing their impending cap trouble that the Bucks are going to have. After 20 years, though, do you blame the guy? Yeah, do you blame the guy? It seemed like a false excuse. Like I'm going to spend time with my family. It's like He's okay, 44. It's not a false excuse. It is a false excuse. What's one more year going to stop you from seeing your family? You don't see them for the other nine months of the year when you're not, or eight months of the year when you're not playing football. Like, you're a millionaire, man. You see your kids as much as you want to see your kids. 
Super I think it's an excuse knowing that they weren't going to compete. Aren't really that important to him at this point. I mean, what, yeah. What more does he have to prove? He's got nothing. He's got nothing to prove. Now, one question I want to lay on you is, with the retirement being finalized, you know, does this does this sway voters at all? You know, on who should be the MVP? Hundred percent. People are going to give him a vote for it. it's his last hurrah. Let's give him the MVP so he can go out with four. But if Things are the way they said they are. The MVP vote is already in. It was in before this came out. Unless right in unless Brady happened to slip out to people that he was retiring before the votes were cast, and then Schefter and Rappaport just jumped the gun and announced it too soon. He just texted them and said, yeah, you guys can put this out next week, but they put it out <laughs> a few days early. Right. So, yeah, uh, you, never, you never know. But, it, I, uh, I mean... Realistically, the reti- him retiring shouldn't factor into that MVP decision at all because the decision should have already been made. Fuck so Rogers should announce retirement now too. Get that fucker out of the league. He should announce retirement to get the compassion vote as well. Well, now he has a good team. He might have a chance to go to. <laughs> hey, I, I said it. I said it last week. <laughs> I threw it up there. It's an option. It could potentially happen. There is a mess of cap trouble there. There is no fucking way Aaron Rodgers goes to the box. So what are we saying here then? Kyle Trask is the quarterback. He's under contract. I, I they they got to do something to get themselves into a position to bring in another quarterback because that team is still, in my opinion, in win now mode. And by not bringing in a quarterback and handing over the keys to, did you say Trask? Kyle Trask. Kyle Second Trask. Yeah, by handing the keys to him, I mean you're basically admitting that. Uh, Are they a win now though? If with the, with the cap problems they're going to have, if they can't resign Godwin, Pierre Paul, Fournette, Sue Gronk. And they lost Brady. I mean, unless anything short of bringing in Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, which they just don't have the cap space for, and they only have six draft picks this year, with their fucking first one being 27th overall, who the fuck are you drafting with that? It's going to do anything for you. The cap can be manipulated, though. It can be, but I mean, they only had $6 million in cap. They just had $32 million dead cap space now. They're, they get fucking, they're negative a bunch right now. Yeah, but and soon, we have to do crazy reworking in order to get these guys. But that, that dead cap... Like they were already above the cap, if I'm not they were, mistaken. They were six under. They had six million left. They had six million left. Four under the cap. Or so now that would have been counting Brady's contract. So it's just like Brady's contract is still on the books for the year. So they still have six million. And realistically, it's, 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 it's counting more because Brady had Brady's contract was only twenty two million, but because of him retiring, retiring it's a it's a twenty five percent increase on it. So he ends up paying. It ended up being thirty two million dollars. In dead cap space now. But realistically, Gronk, yeah, I can almost guarantee you, I, I mean, well, I'd probably free, bet my free, house. He's he, a free agent. He's gone. He's retiring anyways. He yeah, only he, came back because Brady was there. He's a free agent. He's gone. And and, and at this point in his career, like, I, I mean, I'd probably let Sue go. Like, it's, he's not a huge piece. Pierre Paul, I, I think, would hurt them to lose. If you lose Sue and Pierre Paul, man, you're losing two of your three fucking big pieces up front, though. But it's easier to replace a defensive lineman in the draft than it is to find a gem of a quarterback in the draft. True story. Now, what, what about Godwin and Fournette? Your number two receiver and your running Well, I, I mean, I, I know it's only a very small sample size, but Vaughn looked fairly serviceable when he was playing. I mean, I don't think Ronald Jones is the answer, but you could pick up a cheap guy like Giovanni Bernard again this year. I think Giovanni Bernard could easily be a staple in that he, lineup. He, I mean, he could be he's a, been his whole career. He could be a white 
Yeah. You could do running back by committee, but then again, if you don't have the quarterback and you're missing your number two threat on fucking receiver, you're missing your number one tight end. Now you're looking at Mike Evans has all the fucking responsibility. But you, know, you just do some restructuring. Like, I mean, they'll bring in somebody, obviously. Oh, there's ways to work around. They'll do something. I, I just think, don't know what they're going to be to be, like, Super Bowl contenders. Maybe play, like, they look at the Cowboys. We'll make the playoffs, we'll lose first round, we'll go the fuck home. I, I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I and I agree to a point, but I also, I think with the right moves, the right restructures, the right free agents come in, I mean, I, I think anything's possible. They're not they're not a terrible team. Yes, this, the quarterback, Brady, retiring kind of hurts them, but like it's... it's like I said, I'm by no means saying dumpster fire. I think they'll be a solid team. I just think that their playoff, like Super Bowl contention, pretty much goes out the window without Brady and those pieces. Think yeah. playoff bound is still possible, but who in the NFC is really the future Super Bowl champions? Outside of the Rams, like I mean, Green Bay is in a world of hurt. Yeah. So you that one, really that one, that that the one NFC divi- that East, one division's got three teams. The NFC East is a piece of shit. I and mean, the Washington Commanders with that new name, they are ready to rock. This new year. name, terrible name, but <laughs> man, the, the 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 gear is awesome. I love I love the layout of the. It jerseys. did look sharp, but the only thing, I seen a meme where they were making fun of it, matching it to Wario, and it, it, <laughs> it, it kind of stuck in my head because fuck, man, it kind of looks like that. So and I, I kind of laughed at it too. They 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 got the dates, if I'm not mistaken, of their championships along the bottom ring of the circle, and and, and there's no room there's no room to add another date. On the logo, <laughs> so they, they, they know what they got. They got nothing. I, I yeah, they got they got no room to alter the logo. But so to, so to talk about the cap hit, uh, Sport Track is reporting that if they process the retirement after June first, they can actually split up the dead cap space eight million next year and then twenty four the following year. So it pretty much just bumps have that one year window again. <laughs> But they one year window to have oh, yeah. that, that one year team, right? Arian said he's around for another year. He is not committing outside of that. He's so she's going to Sean Payton. I'll give you one year. Fuck, I don't got Tom Brady anymore. Peace. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who are some serviceable guys they could bring in? Like Jimmy G, he could actually be a like the actual Tom Brady replacement this time instead of you know him being traded. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a list of guys that I think would be good contenders. In Tampa, obviously, Aaron Rodgers would be number one. But guys like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I mean, there's a little asterisks next to Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure that's a topic we need to discuss. But Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston could uh, yeah. make a little comeback. Let's get Kirk, let's get Kirk Cousins, I'll, a guy that can't win a game I'll, in the fourth I'll, quarter or beat a team with a winning record. I don't really of, of that list he of quarterbacks. Ball, of that list of quarterbacks you just gave – I don't feel very confident in very many of them. Like Teddy Bridgewater brings no confidence no, to me at all. Not. Neither does Jameis Winston. I mean, we saw what he did with this team. Maybe, maybe actually, maybe Sean Payton did something and actually taught him something. I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't but, think so. But I mean, he's just did, an interception machine. Derek Derek Carr is a good name on that list. If he does, I mean, if if he went there, he's better than I think people give him credit for. With the team he's got around him, I think he does quite well. Does Josh, does Josh McDaniel going there, does that solidify Derek Carr as a starter? Because he's, he's, you know, he was the OC for Tom Brady yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You know, does he, does him going there make 
Derek Carr, the I'm, starter. Because I'm sure McDaniels taught him a lot, too. I'm sure it's a weak draft. It's a weak draft. You're not getting a guy to replace. And are they really going to be spending a whole bunch of money to be bringing somebody in? Yeah, yeah they don't, like I said, they don't really have the money to do that. So, I mean, it's kind of tough to do that. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it intrigues me. The Russell Wilson thing intrigues me. I just don't think that they'd be willing where they're they'd be able to push the cap hit off for a year, but the draft picks they'd have to give up to bring in Russell Wilson. I Seattle's think, asking price was outrageous. Like I, I'm I'm thinking upwards of like three first round picks. I and I mean like, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of picks to give up. A lot of draft cap to bring in a guy for basically you're saying you have a one year window. Yeah. So it's it's kind of I think that'd be hard like. To me, I, I don't know if it'll happen, but Aaron Rodgers would be the best replacement they could even possibly potentially come up with for there. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers makes the most sense. I think he needs to win in order to be considered one of the best QBs ever. He's going to need to win a lot quick. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think he even touches Tom Brady, but you give him, what, three more Super Bowls in the next three years, you might have a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, where's he going? But uh, I Tampa, was, man? Yeah. I mean, he ain't getting three Super Bowls in three years. Is he going to be the Patty Maroon of the NFL? I, oh, he should just start jumping ship year to year and see if he can back somebody good up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like the, the sound of Russell Wilson in Tampa. I mean, you throw a quarterback in there that's as good of a passer as Russell Wilson is and that can actually use his legs and make with, some plays happen. With that offensive line? Jesus, it would be scary. Like he's played his entire career without a good offensive line. You put him there, I, they were, I think I checked five or six different places today, and Tampa Bay was in the top five offensive lines in every single one that I looked at. The Bucks' pictures aren't appealing enough. Like, this year's pick, shit. If you're trading them Russell Wilson, you know, next year's pick, shit. The year after that's possibly garbage. It might not be, but I mean, you're not trading Russell Wilson. You're trading him for firsts. You want a chance at having a top 10 pick, hopefully not a 27th, to 32. Honestly, with, with like, and I'm a Seahawks fan. A lot of you guys probably know that if Russell Wilson's moving, it's going to be massive first round draft capital. You know, the giants, you know, dabbles there. Is he going to go with Jones? Who knows? You know, the giants, you know, the Eagles, Three, yeah, they got three first as, as yeah, They do have the it. first. They can give one or two this year and possibly, possibly down the road. Jalen Hurts going back in a deal like that to maybe offset a first rounder yeah. or something. I have a hard time believing that the Bucs are going to be able to make a strong play to the Seahawks. That, that'd be the most likely solution would be the Eagles, I think. If, any, if he's going anywhere, that's probably where he's going with the draft capital they have and Hurts is like a counterbalance. And the team's ready to win. They are. They would have to keep they one have of their first rounds team. this they year. They do. They're going to keep one of their first this year and hopefully get another receiver to go with Smith. Yeah. Drake, Drake London, I think I called it already. Yeah, I mean, if they could give uh, Rager over to Minnesota for Jefferson, I think they would be ready to go. Yeah, yeah that probably <laughs> wouldn't hurt. All right, all right we're, getting, we're, we're getting way <laughs> off topic. This was supposed to be a, uh, a Brady farewell, so let's uh, bring it back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tom, you're great. You're great. There's something about you that I don't like, and I never have my entire life. I think it's your face, and no, you can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Giselle. I, I, I think that's it. Everybody's just hate just him for that. Yeah, is that what it yeah. is? I mean, I liked him a little more when he went to the box, no, I guess. De- it's definitely 28-3. I mean, Tom Brady has a winning record against 30 out of 32 NFL teams in his career. You know, 
my Seahawks, and the Saints are the only two that he has a losing record against. Don't forget to mention the one that he did win against the Seahawks, though. Yeah. Possibly could have been a What about Super that one against Bowl? the Falcons, Well, I've though. mentioned it, 28-3. That's kind of one of the reasons why I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle Trask, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, is there any Fitz magic happening in Tampa? I mean, it would be an interesting plug. Bring him in. Sure. <laughs> Bring I, him in. I don't think it fits. Bring Trask under his wing and teach him the ways before he takes over. It's or, it's interesting. It'd be an interesting stopgap. But again, this team is still, I think, is in win now, and that is not a win now quarterback. That's a stopgap until your drafted quarterback of the future is ready to play. And I don't think they're. Like, you, you just. It, it would be closing. Yeah. I will say, I love Fitzmagic. I don't know if it's the beard or the fact that he wears beautiful Hawaiian shirts on every golf <laughs> tournament that is that happens. So him in Tampa, all those golf courses around, he could be up there with Tiger Woods. Well, he's already been there once, hasn't he? I think he already played for Tampa a few years ago. I think he's pretty much played for every team. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> isn't he? He's the definition of a journeyman. Yeah, I mean, you know, is Nick Foles an option? I mean... Aberfluss, I believe that's how you say your name, man. Uh, he's already come out and said Justin Fields. He's he's our quarterback. He's our guy. You know they have Dalton. They so have, they don't they, plan they, on winning. They, they have Fools there. Fools won a Super Bowl. No, I mean if their Fields is their quarterback, they don't plan on winning for a few years. I I'm not a general manager. I I, I can't comment on that too bad. I do think uh, I do think Justin Fields is way better than he than he's letting on right now for sure. But uh, yeah, Nick. Nick Foles. Yeah. It would be interesting. He, he has proven that he can do it. He had some success in Philly, uh, and he left, and then he came back and had some more success in Philly. So He beat the GOAT. So He, he handed the GOAT one of his uh, three Super Bowl losses. So he it would be fitting for him to replace him in Tampa Bay and maybe he, go on to win the Super Bowl he, again. He'd be a nice option. I just don't know if he's quite good enough to solidify winning a championship. Good long, good receivers. I mean, anything is possible. Now, Nick, to put you on the spot this week, what do the Falcons have to do to not be a complete and utter dumpster fire? They need a lot of work, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure exactly what they need, but hopefully Calvin Ridley comes back. Because if not, we need a receiver bad because that receiving core is trash. But our main focus, just as it is every year with Atlanta, because they just can't seem to ever put a defense in the field, we got to get some DNs in there, some front-line guys, because they don't get any pressure on the quarterback ever. Do you think ever. a guy like Howell or Pickett, you know, QBs coming in the draft, they have that eighth pick? I don't know if I'm willing to put that pick on somebody like them right now, because I don't think the team's really close. Matt Ryan still probably has a couple years left. I mean... I'd prefer to start building that defense first before we start worrying about him. And I don't really think the QB class is quite strong enough. Maybe wait it out a year or two because it's not like Atlanta's turning it around anytime soon. So they're probably going to have another top 10 pick again next year. So so they're waiting for Arch Manning. Is that is that kind of what we're saying? Possibly. <laughs> All righty, guys. Thank you so much. And stay fucking degenerate. <laughs>